Warning, the following podcast contains strong language which some listeners may find offensive. The Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all the usual social media outlets. Do your bit to support us on Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Twitter, Twitch and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Give us a like, share, subscribe and join our flourishing community of not just wrestling fans, but gamers, podcasters, musicians and more. Yes, people, it's that time of the week where the Untitled Wrestling Podcast bring you the review of Raw and SmackDown. Welcome to another episode. I'm Troy, joined as always by Jay. How you doing? I'm all good. I'm all good. Just uh, trying to avoid any more AEW spoilers. Seeing the internet was desperate to spoil fucking, well, not even the internet, just fucking Twitter notifications. Yeah. I stupidly turned on Twitter notifications the other day because I thought, Oh, we always miss out. Like, I won't check it for a day or so. And then I'll open yeah. it and there's like 15. No- right, right. I'll put notifications on. I really wish I hadn't now. <laughs> yeah, that would have been a really nice thing to actually have. Because the other thing as well was it was pre recorded and the yeah. fans in attendance kept it fucking quiet. But every other fucker. That, that's, that's, the, that's the real kicker. Is yeah. that the fans kept it quiet. But the end. Someone else just tweets it, and then you get a fucking notification because you usually like their tweets. <laughs> we won't, we won't, we won't say what it is in case someone managed to avoid it. And I mean, if you have managed to avoid it, fucking hell. Well done, you. Well don't done, fuck. you. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, just in case, just in case they don't want AEW ruining this week, and they, they're like me and not watched it yet. <laughs> we won't say explicitly what it is, but yeah. God damn me. anyhow we are here to talk about raw before we do that in aaron's absence i have some titty tidbits but we'll go back to AEW though because there's a couple of birthdays from yesterday so we'll do june 4th and june 5th birthdays on june 4th former AEW women's champion rio born in 1997 the meat man john silver born in 1990 (laughs) and WWE legend Gorilla Monsoon, born in 1937. Uh, I've got one pay-per-view. There were, I mean, there, there were lots of other things, nothing of any real note, but one particular pay-per-view stood out to me. Uh, in 2017, OTT presents OTT Outer Space Odyssey, Stranger Things Have Happened. What a fucking card this is, eh? So we've got Kenny Williams... What is Kenny Williams against Jake McCluskey, Jay Salmon and Patrick Salmon against Aaron Solo and absolute Ricky Starks, William Eva against Justin Shape, Paddy M and Worky against Charlie Sterling and East Shah Samuels, East. <laughs> Mark Haskins against Sammy Callahan, Kaylee oh, Ray. with a bit of fucking banger. Yes, boy. Kaylee Ray and Chris Wolf against Katie Harvey and Martina. This one, oh, this one, Jordan Devlin against Moose. Oh, yes, please. Then a handicap match, handicap tag match, Pete Dunn, Trent Severn and Tyler Bate against Angel Cruz and Be Cool. And finally, for the OTT No Limits title, 
Pete Dunn against Matt Riddle. Nice. Ooh. Nice. Yeah. yeah. That sounded like oh. a banging card. OTT is one of those like companies I really need to get like get to a show of at some point because they yeah. have some fucking they just like drop dream matches like it's no one's business. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. They they've had Keith Lee versus Minoru Suzuki on one of their shows. Jesus Christ. That's it's on their YouTube channel as well. They've had Wow. They've had Timothy Thatcher versus Minoru Suzuki on one of their shows, which Good is also freak. on their YouTube channel. Um, I'm surprised uh, the world didn't fucking crumble within itself when that happened. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, yeah that, that sounds that, like a banger. That's amongst others as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll move on. June the 5th, couple of birthdays. In 1997, Priscilla Kelly. And in 1992, Yo. Kona Reeves. And then our pay-per-view uh, or event or whatever you want to call it uh, comes from 2014. New Japan Pro Wrestling presents Best of the Super Juniors 21, Day 6. So, Hi. we have uh, Kushida defeating by forfeit uh, Alex Kozlov. Bushi defeated Mascara Dorada. By forfeit? Yep. Oh, I wonder, I wonder if his bearded mother came in and threw a fucking towel in for him. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a talking shop media reference right there. <laughs> Uh, Bushi defeated Mascara Dorada. Alex Shelley defeated Taichi. El Desperado Ooh. defeated Rocky Romero. Nick Jackson defeated Kenny Omega. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was a fun, fun match as well. Yeah, man. Uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Tomokai Hanma uh, defeated Doc Gallows and Carl Anderson. Jushin they're, Thund- not in, they're not in the Super Juniors. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, this is about 400 pounds. Come on now. <laughs> Behave <you>. yourself. Hum <laughs> was a big lad as well. <laughs> uh, Jushin Thunder Liger defeated Takamichinoku. Tiger Mask 4 defeated Razuki Taguchi. And finally, oh, I don't know if I've seen this, Ricochet defeated Matt Jackson. Okay, that, that sounds like a little banger. Hmm. Definitely want to go back and watch. That sounds really, really I reckon good. that was around the time that Ricochet and Osprey had their match. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yori, the internet so much that Vader came out of Just retirement. Of, Vader came out of retirement to throw shade on it. <laughs> and he had an actual match against Will Osprey in England somewhere. <laughs> and proceeded to just squash the shit out of him because of course he did the top lad Vader <laughs> top shagger Vader <laughs> anyway that's the tidbits done and dusted off nice. the fuck take notes Aaron take notes or rather take notes but take less notes, take um, notes yeah. <laughs> shall we talk about Raw if we have to yeah this, <laughs> this, it should be noted, is the lowest rated, like lowest viewed numbers for Raw in ever, forever, ever, and it's in existence. Yeah. Mental. I mean, the the ratings for Raw have been free falling, like, since fucking knows when. Yeah. Like, get lower every week. Mm. Um, I, it's crazy as well because last week we all kind of like with the exception of Aaron thought it was a much, a much better show. show. Yeah. 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 Um, and I, I, I 
don't know what happened. It's like the wheels fell off or something this week. It was like the last hour of last week where the arse just fell out. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like last week, the first two hours were like banger, banger, banger. And then, then we had fucking Reginald versus Shane planned out. And then this week we got Reginald wow. versus Shane. Christ wow. <laughs> More on that later, if that's what's up your alley. <laughs> it's really not. <laughs> Before we uh, talk about part of me wished Shayna Baszler got released this week so they could have fucking saved her from the shite that they're putting out. Wow. <laughs> Christ. It's like a mercy killing. <laughs> I love Shayna Baszler. She's one of my favorite wrestlers, but yeah, yeah. Geez, put Christ. her through this. Good grief. <laughs> you ruin that. Mm-hmm. Before we talk about Raw. Uh, if you want to let us know what you thought of this week's show, give us a shout on social media on Twitter and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod or on Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. So, this week's episode of Raw opened with The Miz, John Morrison, and an episode of Miz TV. Uh, the Miz basically apologized for not being there last week, said it was because he was injured for the first time in his career um, against Damian Priest in their Lumberjack match from Mania Backlash. Um, Morrison, for reasons, has what's known as a dripstick. Nonsense. Pish. I, I don't know. I, I remember when he chopped off a Luchasaurus's head and Lucha on the ground with a real sword, dressed as Indiana Jones. <laughs> Different time, now, mate. Now he's fannying around with a fucking dripstick. <laughs> a super, a, a poor man's super soaker. I, I don't know what he is. I, I don't know what, what they're doing with him. What is John Morrison? Oh, oh, Jesus yeah, Christ. Yeah. I'm the same. It's crap. Uh, Ripley and Charlotte then come out immediately, throw insults at each other. Um, Miz asks Ripley um, what she's all about, why she calls herself the nightmare. Um, she goes into to explain, she's a nightmare for everyone in the women's division, blah, blah, blah. Charlotte then comes out and takes the piss for losing to Nikki Cross last week, says that, oh, well, I could beat her. Then Nikki Cross comes out, all smiles, Um Miz is really happy too because Cross is a big fan of the show. Cross and Charlotte then get into a bit of back and forth slinging of insults. They then have a two-minute match, beat the clock after the break. Uh, Cross continues to roll out the ring to put the clock down. And that was it. She won by count out. Well, not count out. She just won by shit I, what's Everyone the involved in this is better What's the this? point? And the thing is, like, they, I said this on, was it the news thing? I said this on as well. Like, Nikki Cross, Charlotte, like, they're, they're painting Nikki Cross as being shit. Yeah. When she's beaten Rhea and Charlotte and beat the clock challenges in two minutes and a minute, respectively, it's making them look shit. Mm-hmm. No one comes out of this. So it makes, yeah, so it makes all of them look shit. It's just like, what? Why? Like, you, you can fucking do so much better with than this. Yeah. That's proper rubbish. Proper, proper rubbish. Um, after this, we then... Get, <laughs> I was pissing myself um, with this. We get uh, Matt Riddle and Damian Priest backstage. Um, now that WWE are going to start to go back on the road, um, Riddle wants to brush up on his uh, Spanish uh, language. And so he's asking Priest, how do you say this? How do you say that? And he says, how do you say, hey, Randy? And he just says, hey, Randy, points. You stood behind him. Um, Randy rocking that Tony Stark beard. What's that little oh. f- 
What's that little facial thing going on? Dapper. That sense. I sense Orton's about to go full heel again. He's got a little evil goatee. <laughs> um, Randy brings up the fact that he used his finisher last week, um, but says, like, I'll allow you to sit under the learning tree, basically. Um, and you can come out and watch my match. Riddle gets really excited. Orton basically says, keep quiet, zips up the lock, drops it in Orton's hand. I thought Orton was going to put it in his mouth and swallow it. <laughs> Instead, he throws it behind him and walks off. And then Riddle's scrambling around on the floor to find an invisible key. This is brilliant. It was so stupid, but I'm all right with this. Yeah. This level of nonsense. <laughs> I, I wish Damien Priest had more to do on this episode of Raw than just that. I do. Yeah, that, I was do. What, that was my main gripe with this. Yeah. Like Riddle gets on my nerves. He always, always will do. Um, but... At least, at least if Damien Priest's on TV, do more than just having fucking trying to teach Riddle Spanish. Yeah, we'll get it. We'll get it soon. I feel like we might get him and Randy. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, see, I thought coming out of like the whole Miz feud, why um, why didn't he just put Priest against Lashley? Ooh. Like. I, I feel like it'd elevate Priest enough. He doesn't have to win that feud, but... Just having the match against him would do it. Yeah, he, get, he gets the exposure of having a world title match. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see. Um, also, though, yeah, he gets that, and then I suppose he's a credible threat for any other kind of mid-carder, at least, like if he holds his own against Lashley, if he gets yeah. out of the loss. I, I mean, the, the big takeaway is it takes Drew away from the title picture. yeah. Which, Which I'd quite like at the moment. In desperate need of because yeah. we don't need to see Drew versus Lashley 85 more on that later. <laughs> Next up, we get Randy Orton against Xavier Woods. Woods is sporting some Power Rangers gear, which looks oh. excellent. Oh, so is Kofi. Excellent. So is Kofi, yes. Um, both uh, Jason David Frank characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. White and waiting green. for the. Yeah, I was waiting for Biggie to return from the shadow realm where else the black sent him to with like maybe like Red Zio or something. Oh, yes. Uh, Riddle comes down, accompanies Orton to the ring. Uh, Kofi chooses not to be at Wood's side, um, obviously preparing for his match later. Uh, Woods takes control first. Orton quickly turns things around, uh, drops him on the top turnbuckle with snake eyes. Uh, as the action spills to the outside, he suplexes Woods onto the announce table. Woods then begins to make a comeback, hits an inseguri, several chops, uh, until Orton then beats him back down with the knee to the ribs. Woods then hits uh, a big rolling elbow off the ropes and a short DDT for a two count. Woods stays on top for a brief moment, but Orton manages to grab a handful of hair and pokes him in the eyes as they're both on the top turnbuckle. Uh, Orton then hits a powerbomb for a two count. I don't remember last time I saw Orton hit a powerbomb. Um... Riddle then cheers on Orton from the side as he's about to hit the draping DDT, but off the distraction, Woods uses that to counter into like a leaping armbar attempt. Woods then eventually gets around to hitting that draping DDT and follows up with an RKO, but Woods counters it into a backslide for a two count. Orton then picked up Woods off the rope, hits him with Riddle's bro Derek finisher for the win. Riddle's so excited, he does a Ric Flair woo and scoots around the ring. This was a fun match. It was fun. Anything with Kofi is fun. Like him and Riddle last week were absolute Woods. fire. Sorry, Woods uh, and Kofi though. But yeah, yeah. 
Him and Riddle last week were absolute fire. Um, and this was fun as well. Really good. I, I think we should get a little Xavier Woods singles push out of this. Needs to happen. Just give him King I mean, of the Ring. The, yeah, just give him, him King of the Ring. Him and, him and Shinsuke in the final of King of the Ring. Even, even I'd take a US title feud with James. That'd be yeah, fun. That'd be awesome. Like, yeah. you, get, you give him Big E's singles, you get Big E's singles run with the IC title. He should, arguably should be getting the WWE title shot or, or universal title shot at some yeah. point. Um, you got Kofi in singles action. Co- we've had Kofi, have Kofi Mania 1 and on the verge of Kofi Mania 2. Yeah. Give, give Woods Give Woods his crown. Friend. Give Woods his crown, damn it. Especially because he's, his matches have been two of the best ones on Raw in, in ages. Yeah, absolutely. That he's had like the last couple of weeks, even when he was doing the singles matches with like Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Doing some really good work. Yeah, man. Uh, we then see MVP taking the hose to Lashley's executive suite. And then we get Shayna Baszler against Reginald. Oh, Lord of mercy. Uh, backstage, Reginald and Jax uh, are having a bit of an interaction. He reassures that he'll be fine. Heads out to the ring on his own. Uh, tries to talk sense to Baszler. She doesn't want to hear it. He flipped around a few times. She took him down with a shoulder charge. He then does the same, pops up off the mat, hits a body slam to Shayna. Uh, she then grabs his leg, tries to snap it, take away his agility and his speed game. Shayna then continues to work his leg. Uh, Reginald counters an ankle lock, sends her into the corner, follows up with a corkscrew crossbody, which looked quite impressive. Um, he then goes to the top rope, missed a moonsault, which looked fantastic had he connected with it. It was absolutely perfect. Um, but yeah, he lands on his feet, his injured legs uh, gives way. Basin puts him in the Kira through the clutch, and then for some reason there's an explosion from the like Kane's turned up and there's fire pyro from the turnbuckle. And off the distraction, Reggie rolls her up for the win. Jesus Christ, what are we doing? I think it's so much badness. It's absolutely ridiculous. In a lad. this time last year, we were all pissed off she didn't win the world the women's title at WrestleMania. And now we're pissed off because Becky Lynch, Becky Lynch included, was pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah. Might I add? And now she's fucking wrestling Reginald, <laughs> jumping at fire, coming out the table, holes, feuding with a fucking doll. Um, <laughs> oh man, it's so disappointing. It is. It's it... absolutely awfully <laughs> disappointing. Yeah, detritus. Um. <laughs> we then get Drew backstage chatting just non well not nonsense but I didn't really take in much of what he was saying it was basically saying like I respect Kofi but you lost to Brock and I'll do everything that Kofi isn't willing to do to get his title back basically uh, we then get Mason T-Bar against Lucha House Party in what was a very 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 short match um, like about three minutes T-Bar starts out against Dorado um, gets in a few big power moves. Dorado puts him in a sleeper. Grand Metalik then tags in, hits a splash off Dorado's shoulders. Mace tags in. Um, they hit Metalik with a like sweep clothesline combo. Mace catches Dorado on the outside as he dives through the ropes, hits a sidewalk slam. Back in the ring, T-Bar hits Metalik with a big boot as he flies off the top rope. Uh, they then continue to dominate Metalik until they hit Blind Justice for the win. 
It was very quick. It was kind of pointless. Remember a couple of weeks ago when they shown a vignette for Lucha House, House Party and we all thought it was like, oh, they're rebranding. Yeah. Nope. nope. <laughs> Never mind. Did you remember that? Don't. Because it doesn't matter Don't anymore. It. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Uh, Alexis Playground. She invites Reggie. Seamus then looks like a strippergram coming down to the ring with his jacket and hat. I don't know why he's got that combination on. It looks it looks daft. Um, and then he comes down, talks in the ring for a moment about being attacked by Ricochet and Umberto Carrillo last week. Dead one of them's come and face him. Ricochet then comes down. What's happened to Ricochet's ring gear? Apparently he just wears denim jeans now. I've been doing that for weeks. What shows how much attention I've been paying? They they viewed it at the pay per view pal. Did they? Yeah, yeah. In the in the um, was it mainly a backlash? No, he wasn't on that. He was on the pre show. Uh, I didn't even watch. Wrestle Sheamus in his in his little jeans last. I yeah, that shows how much attention I'm paying to Raw. <laughs> yeah, it was because Ricochet lost the match, but then don't worry about it. He he, he didn't win the US title, but he did steal Sheamus's hat and jacket. So well awesome. done, him. Awesome, awesome. That's that's the Spe- kind of content I'm Spe- here for. <laughs> speaking of wasted talent. <laughs> yeah. Um, Trevor the Truther. Trevor the Truther. Uh, into the match, so Seamus then uses his power to control the pace for a brief moment, an opening moment of the match, but Ricochet um, eventually uses his speed to give him the upper hand. Seamus then catches him in the ring apron skirt and hits a fallaway slam into the barricade and then hits a big clothesline off the top rope. Korea then comes down to distract Seamus, which allows Ricochet to roll him up for the win. Okay. Then into the second match against Carrillo. After the ad break, Seamus immediately takes control of him. Uh, tries to hit the beats of the barman on the rope. Korea fights back and slivers out of it, but Seamus responds with a backbreaker. He then continues to stay on top until Umberto creates some separation with a jawbreaker. Sends him into the post after dodging his shoulder tackle. He then busts Seamus open with a real stiff forearm, which we find out later on actually oh, broke yeah. Seamus's nose. Jesus wept. Oh, yeah. Oh, that wasn't nice. But Seamus, because he's hard as fuck, just plodded on. Harder um, than a coffin nail. Harder than a coffin nail. Uh, he sends Career to the outside. Ricochet checks on him. Seamus kicks him in the head. He then rolls Career back into the ring. But as he's trash-talking Ricochet on the outside, Career uh, hits a dive through the ropes. Seamus then gains control, uh, looks to be setting up for a bro kick until Ricochet returned the favour, distracts Seamus, and Korea rolls him up for the pin. Uh, so, my first my first gripe with this is all throughout this episode, WWE have done everything in their power to not protect their champions. Mm-hmm. From, from beginning to end. Yeah. Like, you look at Rhea Ripley, you look mm-hmm. at Seamus, we'll AJ, AJ and almost in a bit. Lashley is obviously he's like the only one who's protected. Yeah. But even then, he's still suffered the pinfall loss to someone a couple of weeks ago. And yeah. yeah, he's that's not his contender because we've got Drew there. Mental. It, 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 I literally. Not to bang on about that sweet punk put out, but he's absolutely bang on the money. Yeah, he is. Like, he really is. They, they, there's no appeal in any of this to anybody, is there? No. 
Not at except all. one man who's probably chuckling because someone made a poo joke. <laughs> yeah. As he's counting his fucking money. Mm-hmm. Like Scrooge McFucking Duck. Jesus <laughs> Christ. It makes it really, really difficult to watch. Like I was thinking about this the other day and I was just like, if it wasn't for the podcast, I probably wouldn't watch Raw. I, I mean, I, I still really, really don't want to watch Raw. Yeah. I, I, I remember around the Rumble when we were saying, Fuck, if, it's, if it gets any worse than this, we'll probably stop reviewing Raw. And it has gotten worse. And, and here we are. It has gotten worse. <laughs> and yeah, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results, which is exactly what Raw is because yeah. we have the same fucking matches week in, week out, over and over again. I mean, when you sack half of your roster within the space of a month, like you're only going to get the same matches because creative don't have anything else. They don't know anything else. Well, that's how it appears anyway as a viewer that creative just don't have a clue and they don't care. The thing thing is they've they've sacked off the roster, but then they're keeping the same shitty writers around and it's not the... Yeah, it's not the wrestlers people are criticizing. It's what they're getting it's written what for. What they're getting written for them exactly. So, don't you don't take like it, say say like there's a big franchise film like Iron Man three. Iron Man three was shit. Mm. Now two was worse, but okay. You, oh yeah, but all right, same fucking difference. But <laughs> they, they didn't they didn't fire Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man. Just because it tanked, yeah. They just changed the writers and the director. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then they went, all right, maybe this Iron Man thing's not working. We'll just keep him in the Avengers films. Mm. Like, don't don't fire guy, like, don't fire wrestlers because creative shit. They're only doing what's put in front of them. It, yeah, they get given a fucking script and get told this is what you're doing this week. Mm. Don't don't fire them for that. Because why should they be a victim of bad creative, yeah. or a victim of the consequences of bad creative? I should say, because they're already mm. a victim of bad creative. Yeah, it's just nonsense. It's well, I absolutely yeah. hate raw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's but it in the cupboard, let it go style. <laughs> it is hard to find any kind of redeeming features week after week from these. Like last week, there were two, three really good matches. But in the last hour of shite, this week there was one decent match, very little to take away. Um, two out of push. Two, two, yeah. Um, but in a three-hour show where, I, yeah, words escape me. They really do. It's frustrating week after week. Um, we then get an Eve Marie video package, and then we get Naomi and Lana versus Dana and Mandy. This is difficult to watch, knowing that like twenty four hours later they sacked Lana. Just oh yeah, um, Natalia and oh. Tamina are on commentary. That also made it difficult to watch because they were just chatting shit, and it takes away from the match. Yeah, Natalia's like a fucking mum, like who's had too much coffee in the afternoon with her friends <laughs> on commentary. Yeah. Um, it really is. Um, yeah, what what makes this more awkward? And this came out after we did our news video, but it's not like worthy of holding off news for a week. So I'll just say it on here. Um, that Fightful Select put a thing out saying that Lana had basically been trying to like 
trying to get something for a creative every week here and near Naomi. Um, and they had personal assurances of Vince that something was going to be done for them. Fucking hell. Well, looks like we know what that is. Wow. That's appalling. I know. I mean... That is appalling. At, at least at least, give us a fucking Naomi singles run out of this. That's the if best gonna, thing that can come out of this. That's the best thing that can come out of this. Yeah. Naomi singles run or Naomi in the hair business so she can be fucking... Or get Naomi over on SmackDown that were involved in the yeah. Usos and yeah, Roman yeah. thing. Just do something with it. She's so talented. Yeah. It's, it's shocking. And you see how much, and I, I said it for a while, but the leaps and bounds that Lana has come on as a performer. Well, like, let's let's be honest. The only reason Lana isn't in a different position in the card right now is because Charlotte Flair came back and they just gave Charlotte Flair a storyline. Yeah. yeah, that's it. And that's not me. Before like, anyone thinks, oh, that's Jay shitting on Charlotte. That's not me shitting on Charlotte. That's me shitting on creative again. It's, exactly, exactly. Because I, I, even Charlotte was like, I didn't really want to come in and steal someone else's storyline. I, I, I just wanted something to do. Yeah. And this is what they gave me. Yeah. <laughs> Great. <laughs> way, way to build up resentment towards someone who gets enough fucking resentment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, into this match, um, Lana and Brooks start things off with their respective teams. Um, Lana hits a little bit of offense, a bit of back and forth. Naomi tags in, gets a two count off a leg drop. Rosen gets tagged in. They hit a double team flapjack uh, for a near fall. Naomi then fights back. All four women get in the ring. Things break down. Naomi hits a corkscrew dive over the rope to the outside um, on Brooke. Lana then tries a few different pinning combinations on Rose before she's eventually cornered and hit with a net breaker. Brooke then makes the cover and gets the pin. Like, meh. Yay. Yeah, very little to take away from this. Um, Just, yeah, nonsense. Um, Shite. We then get, speaking of shite, we then get Shelton Benjamin against Cedric Alexander, two of the most talented guys on the roster in a match that lasted less than 30 seconds. I know it's really upsetting that they went from having like a really fucking good 10 minute match and then a really good 15 minute match yeah. and then even a really good five minute match to like a match that was literally like, what, what the point? Yeah. I, this doesn't need to be dragged on. Like you said, we've had three matches already. Could have done well enough there. But no, no, we get this, where Shelton comes out, smashes Cedric with a big boot as soon as the bell rings. Shelton gets him up on his shoulders. Cedric hits a thumb to the eye, and then the neuralizer for the win. What the fuck is going on? An eye for an eye to hair business boogaloo. It's happening, mate. <laughs> Cedric's, oh, Cedric's been working over Shelton's eye for the last two weeks now. <laughs> absolutely. They're absolutely not above doing that. You know they're not. <laughs> Don't, don't say that. They might hear you. <laughs> uh, we then see Riker and Elias backstage. Um, Elias is just talking about their match, basically. Uh, Riker's in some weird trance. Elias asks him if he's been in battle. And Riker says, I served in Iraq. Great. Then They're Kofi turning gets... them fucking face, aren't they? They are, aren't they? Scumbags, like absolute scumbags. He's not going to get cheered. 
Is he even balls? If, even if he served in Iraq, based on what he did last year, he won't get cheered. He'll get the he'll get booed out the fucking building. Yeah. Wrestling well, fans don't forget shit. Mm-hmm. The Hogan um, mania. Yeah, exactly. First Jesus. time that you were back in front of fans and Hogan got eviscerated. Beautiful. <laughs> Kofi then's interviewed about his match later, similar to the interview with Drew. Um says that he's done well because of the support of his friends and family and it's not a hindrance, which is what Drew said earlier. Um, he alludes to the feud like it's been longer than three months. I think he says, um, like him and Bobby have been, fe- like Drew and, and, and Bobby have been feuding for three months, he said, but between me and you, like it feels more like three years. Yes, yes, it does. Um, it's not just between me and you, Cope, don't worry, Paul. <laughs> Fucking hell. He brings up the cheap shot that Drew took earlier in his interview saying that Kofi couldn't beat Brock. And Kofi then just says, well, I beat Lashley the other week and you've not been able to do that. Fair point. There's a reason they brought Brock up on commentary. Yeah, there is. It's, you you know, I mean, obviously you got moved to the Raw alumni or to Raw from an alumni this week. Yeah. Um, Vince has a rule, don't mention anyone on TV. They're not doing anything with Unless they're coming back, or unless, yeah. So the fact that they brought up Brock pretty much guarantees that he's going to be returning. I feel like he might make an appearance at Hell in a Cell. I think think he's going to... Apparently, the the go-home SmackDown, which is the first show with fans, is going to be more like a super show. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised if... um, they're gonna have him close out the shit, like turn up at the yeah, end. Yeah, Brock show up at some point, or failing that, the roar after money in the bank. Hmm. It's gonna get a big old pop. People are gonna go you know, mad for Brock. You know what? I, as I said on the news video, or the news uh, podcast rather, I I love Brock. I I always I get excited when Brock's I back. Yeah. It's when he's it's when he's in matches that he doesn't care about. Hmm. that's when I don't care because like if Brock's not interested why should I be yeah but when when you give him like interest in opponents and opponents he wants if you give him someone he wants to work with and I guarantee Brock's probably seen like bits of what Lashley's been doing the last 12 months and gone he's an excellent fighter I, I could I could have some fun with him he's basically I could have me. some fun with him <laughs> it, it, it's li- it's literally like the fucking almost like the same like when you pick the same wrestler in a fucking game yeah no. like that that's the, that's the way it is the boat the styles like are so similar and i think they'll complement each other so well yeah i think it, it lastly best brock could potentially be a match of the year candidate for me oh that's a big old hossy fight hoss fight Especially seeing his impact put in their match of the year candidate up on fucking YouTube before, so I'm gonna watch that later. What was that? Was it the Iron Man match? Yeah, Iron Man match. They put the the whole thing uncut with no breaks. Ooh. And it's a minute. It's an hour and ten minutes. Bloody hell! And apparently, looking at looking at pictures of Josh Alexander from it, it sounds like it's the best thing that's happened in wrestling this weekend. Jeez. Not, not that there's many highs, but there's. I was going to say things. there's a lot, but yeah. There, there's, there's another big thing that happened that makes me think. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> I know those double or nothing. Let's not oh, forget those double or nothing. Let's not forget yeah, about yeah. that. <laughs> um, 
Anyhow, back to Raw. We get Elias and Riker against uh, Raw Tag Team Champions. Speaking of TNA. Yes. (laughs) A couple of TNA TNA alumni um, in Elias and AJ. Uh, So, yeah, Elias takes... (laughs) Riker and AJ. Elias wasn't in TNA yet. Oh, sorry, not Elias. (laughs) Not not, not until the next round the release is made. (laughs) I was reading the next line of my notes and was like, yeah, that's not the one, is it? Uh, Elias takes control of Styles by blindsiding him from the bell. Uh, sorry, from behind as the bell rang. Puts him in the corner, hits some forearm shots. AJ then counters. Um, uh, his Irish whip takes him down with a snap suplex for two. Riker then tags himself in and immediately gets attacked by AJ. Both Riker and Elias are on the outside of the ring. Um, Styles and takes him down with a sliding drop kick. After the break, Riker is keeping control of Styles, keeps him grounded and well away from the corner of Amas. Adrian hits a pallet kick to create some separation. Both men go for a tag, but as soon as Elias sees that Amas is about to get into the ring, he jumps down off the apron and leaves Riker to deal with Amas by himself. Amas dominates him. Elias watches from the ramp like a chicken shit. <laughs> Styles gets the tag in and then finishes off Riker with a phenomenal forearm to retain. I mean, right. Riker's face looked like uh, looked like he realised oh, I must have probably seen his uh, tweets from last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just send them into the fucking sun. <laughs> After the match, we then get Reggie and Nia backstage. Uh, she asks if he's sure about uh, accepting Alexa's invitation to go on the playground. Uh, we then get an interview with Elias, asks about why he walked out on Riker. Um, just says he's unhinged and with fans coming back and us being on the road, he disgusts me and I don't want to be sat in the same car as him. So I'm leaving him. Great. That's that's a face turn. Confirmed for Riker. Brilliant. Yeah. Fans are going to boo the shit out of him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. After this, we then get Alexis Playground with Reggie. Um, just as he's about to answer the question, I think he's asked about his time in Cirque du Soleil. Basler comes in, batters him, throws him out, sits on the swing, and basically says that she wants to have you him fucking free. ground and pounded him. <laughs> Mountain them started wailing. I was like, why didn't you do that in the match? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, basically says that she wants to have a little chat with uh, Alexa next week, uh, and then says that Lily is just a stupid doll. Oh, dear. We're going to get a wrestler debut as Lily, aren't we? No, please not. We are absolutely are. Definitely, happen. no, we're not. Absolutely, what's going to happen? They're not below that, are they? No, they're not. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely. They nearly had Bray fucking wrestler's sister Abigail. I'm just going to say. So why not? <laughs> they nearly what? turned Bray into fucking RuPaul's drag race. So yeah. it's just be below them. <laughs> Uh, then we get Mansoor and the Viking Raiders preparing him to get back on the road. Um, just basically saying, like, it's going to be really exciting. First time wrestling back in front of a crowd. Uh, as they walk off, Ali in his swish, swish suit. Uh, I that lo- shirt I love, was I beautiful. The, I love they described the first time for Mansoor wrestling in front of a crowd. Like, he's never been to a Saudi show before. As you say, yeah, there was, there was where, quite a few people there. Where he was literally, like, the equivalent of Cena, because he was, like, the hometown guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come on now. Come on now. Uh, Ali just says, don't trust anyone around here, basically. I know that because I trusted people. 
and I got shat on. And he says, well, what makes you think I should trust, like, you know, why should I trust you? And he says, ah, you're getting it. That's an intriguing little a little thing there. It's nice to see Adam yeah. back. I, I am, yeah, I, I want, I, I just want them to do more with Ali. He's such an unusual so, so good. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant talker, brilliant wrestler. Yeah. I mean, apparently his stuff on main event he's been doing the last couple of months has been incredible. Really? Had some matches with Ricochet. He had a match with Jeff Hardy this week. Because yeah, you know they'll, they'll stick that on main event, but they won't stick it on fucking they'll Raw. Stick on Raw. <laughs> no, we Come just have to out. sit through all this other nonsense. Um, but yeah, Ali and Mansoor. Mansoor's a really good wrestler. When like he, obviously he's, we we don't see much of him, but when when we have seen him, he's looked really good. Yeah. Um, that match he had against Cesaro. Yeah, and the match he had superb. Match he had against Ziggler as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he is a really good wrestler. Like, just hoping they don't fuck him up. Mm. Apparently, apparently, he puts something on his. Um, he, he writes like an article for. Oh God, what is it? I can't remember what it is. It's like a. It's like some news site in Saudi Arabia or something. All right. Uh, just basically about a journey as a wrestler. Okay. And um, he's been asked to like bulk up a bit so I'm hoping like that doesn't affect his style because he's mm. got quite like a fast paced style hasn't he? yeah yeah well, who knows we will see and then we move on to the main event of the evening Kofi Kingston versus Drew McIntyre for the number one contender uh, or rather to see who will face uh, Bobby Lashley at Hell in a Cell as uh, soon as the bell rings, uh, McIntyre dumps Kingston in the corner, um, hits him with a load of strikes. Kingston slips away, rolls through, gets a couple of two counts. McIntyre then takes him down with another big old chop uh, and he goes to dump Kofi over the top rope, but he holds on, uh, which allows Kofi to then hit a trust fall to the outside as we go into the first commercial break. When we come back, Kofi's in charge of Drew and in control of the match in the corner, um, but Drew immediately responds with a massive headbutt and then follows up with a really nice-looking vertical suplex. Kofi locks him in a guillotine. Drew hoists him up, tries to go for another vertical suplex, but this time Kofi knees his way out of that um, and downs him with a kick. Uh, Kofi then hits a splash using the ropes as a trampoline, which looked quite amusing. Um, Drew then hits several belly-to-belly release suplexes, Kofi continues to find a way to surprise him though with various attacks and strikes and roll-ups. Uh, Kingston fights his way back into the match and hits an SOS, but Drew kicks out a two. Drew then catches another trust fall attempt from Kofi and dumps him into the timekeeper's area where it looks like he landed really horribly on the LED board, like right on the coccyx. Um, after that, the second commercial break, uh, McIntyre regains control with a tilt-to-world backbreaker. He then sits Kingston up on the top ropes, uh, goes to get him up and over his shoulder. It looked like he was going for like a white noise or something like that. Um, but he... I've lost where I am in my notes. Oh, Kingston power, uh, slides through uh, and hits a powerbomb uh, to send McIntyre down hard for a two count. Kofi then hits a couple of drop kicks for another two. McIntyre then swings Kingston around after countering the SOS attempt before spiking him with the Future Shock DDT. That's impressive. Uh, he gets a two count off that. He quickly follows up with a spine buster for another two count. Kofi then connects with a super kick for a two count. And off the top rope, Kofi counters a superplex, hangs McIntyre up in a tree of row, but McIntyre manages to sit up and flips him across the ring. 
Kofi then hits Trouble in Paradise to counter the Claymore, but McIntyre grabs the bottom rope to break the count. And then into the finish of the match, Kofi looked to see it out with a Hurricanrana, um, a kick on the apron, and then a double stomp. Um, Kofi goes to to uh, up to the top, dives off. Uh, I don't know what it was he was trying to hit, but as he flies off midair, McIntyre catches him with a huge Claymore and picks up the win. That was a great finish. That was uh, a great look Claymore. Yeah. After the match, uh, Kofi shakes his hand in a show of respect, which was bloody lovely. And then Lashley comes out in his peach suit as Drew celebrates. You know, it'll be a better show of respect just having Kofi have a fucking title shot against Lashley because he beat yeah. them one, two, three. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean... So Shoehorning Drew in every week. The, the only the only thing I will say is if the Doon Drew and last year Hell in a Cell, I hope it's in the cell and I hope it's the end of the feud. It's got to be. That's that's the only kind of way they can kind of save a bit of face with this. I think, and it's not it's not that it's like a dreadful decision to book Drew as the main event. We all we all kind of wanted that, didn't we? It's just. Just, you just know, seems a bit like overkill at the moment. Like, just call the Jets on it he, for a little he's bit. He's been in the main event for the last 18 months. He lost yeah. the title. Twice. And twice. And the first time, fair enough, he, he, he retained it on his first rematch. And that was fine. Mm. Um, and then this, the second time, it's just like, all right, well, you've lost rematch after rematch after rematch. Like how many time, how many more times can you lose to Lashley? Yeah. Without, with, without like it, it getting to the point where it it becomes ridiculous and it almost becomes a parody of itself. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, even MVP said, "Oh yeah, Kofi would be like a nice fresh challenger for Lashley." It's like, well, yeah. that's literally what all of us were thinking. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm hoping I'm hoping like Kofi being involved in this feud was like a little bit of foreshadowing for Money in the Bank. Maybe mm. we get Kofi and Lashley and Money in the Bank. Maybe, maybe we'll see. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, I have no faith in WWE at the moment. <laughs> should we move on to something slightly brighter? Should we Should we do our ups and downs first for all? Ups and downs. Wrong show, mate. Highs and lows, whatever it is. I don't fucking know. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's it's do drained. our highs and lows, Jay. Raw's, Raw's draining the life out of me, mate. Um, all right, my high. Something we haven't we haven't actually really spoken about at all about Raw, which is Jimmy Smith. That's it. We hadn't mentioned anything to do with that. I thought he did a fantastic job. He was superb. He was brilliant. Really, uh, we, really, really good. Obviously, he's a, a, a former commentator for UFC and Bellator, so he's used to kind of that kind of pacing anyway. Mm. It's mad, isn't it, when they, like, obviously, WWE are pretty infamous for bringing in people who don't really have any background in wrestling. Mm. And it's mad when they bring people in who've got like a bit of a bit of fandom or they've done something which is quite similar, like boxing or MMA. Like look yeah. at Maro. Talk to it like a fucking oh, Dr. Water. So, so good. And Jimmy Smith reminded me reminded me a lot of Maro. Yeah. Just um, gets it, doesn't he? Just he sounded naturally, didn't sound out of place. Like unlike Adnan, which like he wasn't great, but he, he tried. 
the but thing, it just the thing didn't sound very well. natural. He just sounded kind of unsure, and it sounded like the other guys were carrying him, whereas Jimmy Smith sounded right at home. Well, the other guys were carrying him because he was a baseball commentator, not a wrestling commentator. And he was, yeah. he said himself, he was a wrestling fan. He's just like, he's just still learning it, mm. which is, I mean, it's fair enough, isn't it? Um, yeah, Jimmy Smith, like, he didn't know all the move names, but Corey and Byron managed to kind of like, managed to sort of like disguise as inadequacies of the job yeah. and just like hide, hide, his hide his weaknesses, expose his strengths. That's and it. he did an absolutely marvellous job. It he was did. a breath of fresh air on Raw for yeah. me. Um, especially on the main events, he did a fucking awesome job calling that. Yeah, I think um, it helps that he, could, like you say, like coming from Bellator, like UFC, coming from like a combat sports background. Yeah. So knowing when to kind of elevate what you're saying and and put the yeah. the right intonations and stuff and and this that and the other, so that helped massively. But yeah, that's he, unsung hero of this week's episode of Raw. Yeah, he, he even said like Vince in his ear was like helpful to him, which is insane because <laughs> of how much. But obviously, I'm guessing Vince probably just realised that he's a good commentator and just let him do his thing. And then yeah. if there was something he needed them to say, he said, don't do this, do that. Which, mm. again, he seems like a consummate professional to Jimmy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Really, really. I remember like when we first saw him on uh, Stand and Deliver Me and you were both like, this guy's Who's awesome. This guy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this guy really gets it. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I... As I said, a fantastic addition to WWE. If there's if there's one thing that was kind of like a, a sort of, as you said, some hero, like a saving grace to Raw this week, it was that Jamie on commentary was really good. And yeah. I'm looking forward to when he gets an actual good episode of Raw or like a pay-per-view. Yeah, pay-per-view, yeah. To hear what he's really capable of because yeah. he was, with the shit he was handed on this show, he did a fucking awesome job. <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. My low was just everything, everything else. Well, I'll, I'll highlight one, and it's something I said before, which is just the the portrayal of people are trying to push. Mm. Like, they're trying to, even the champions, like, they're, they're making them look weak. Like, AJ and Omos couldn't beat Riker and Elias until Elias turned on Riker. Yeah, Sheamus couldn't be either without Ricochet or without, and he, yeah, they got distractions, but he still couldn't beat them. Yeah, we had fucking Rhea Ripley and Charlotte arguing over who can beat, who can lose to Nikki Cross quicker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just protect your fucking champs. It's not hard. It's not hard. They don't have to win every week. Jesus Christ! When they do lose, make it. Make it so like so rare that it's a fucking shocking thing, like Lashley. That's it. Yeah. Ugh. What about for you, anyway? Uh, my low is the women's tag division. Shelton and Cedric, actually, dickhead. Ask him, mate. Nah, it's Shelton. That, that that disappointed me. Like. Those two guys yeah. getting thirty like it disappointed me that this is still going on. They should have moved on from it, but it disappointed me that if they are continuing it, that this is now the level of shit that we're getting from it. Yeah. Uh my high uh 
everything between Riddle and Orton is very, very amusing. I'm enjoying watching their story evolve. Yeah. Randy's pantomime villain goatee as well. (laughs) Oh, no, he's not. (laughs) Oh, no, he's not. I'm a fan of that. Um, But, yeah, that was Raw. Yeah. Oh, boy. Um, Oh, boy. And now a word from our sponsors. Do you like beer? Of course you do. Do you like wrestling? You wouldn't be here if you didn't. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, our very own Big Tasties brewery. They do a great deal of wrestling-themed beers, including Cold Stone Cream Austin Ice Cream Pale Ale and Papa Mango Mango Pale Ale also. They also do an array of T-shirts, masks, cans, and mini kegs. Check out TopRopeBrewing.com, or if you live in the Liverpool area, go to the Brew Tap in Bootle. And ThatchFace.com, where if you've got a minging beard, you can get beard balms, oils, and grooming kits. They also do apparel. If you put whatever you want in your basket, and then go, Aaron, where do you get your discount? You go into the promo code at the bottom, type in UWP20 for 20% off. And proceeds of your purchase do go to stick your cancer charities. Let's let's up the ante slightly and go to SmackDown because this was a this was an odd SmackDown this week. I wasn't feeling it at all. Mm, um, yes. So show opens with Roman and Heyman heading to the ring. Um, Roman talks about last Friday. He wasn't happy, but after the counsel of a wise man, he's changed his stance uh, and he says that he's the centerpiece. But if Jimmy says they'll win, they better win. And then he summons the Usos to the ring. Um, Jay acknowledges Roman and then Roman asks Jimmy too and he says I already did a hell on a cell when you choked me out remember Ooh. Um, they well get we're, we're definitely getting Roman and Jimmy out of course we are of course we are I quit hell on a cell let's do it again it's just great <laughs> um, Roman says he calls the shots because he gets the job the job done and um, he tells them to get the job done and bring them the titles when they're done and then straight away, we got the Usos versus the Mysterios, which yeah. this was fun. This was a fun match. Yeah, yeah. Um, early on, like, both teams kind of take take turns double-teaming. So Mysterios double-teamed Jimmy, and then Jay tags in, and, he, and uh, the Usos double-team Ray. Interesting fact uh, that I think it was Colon Pat said on commentary, um, that this is the first time ever the Usos and Ray Mysterio have wrestled yeah, yeah. each other. I picked up on that and I was like, Jesus, really? That's nuts. Yeah. Um, Usos isolate Ray for a while and then Ray manages to fight out. He goes for his slide and splash on Jimmy. Jay just intercepts him from nowhere and hits a Death Valley driver onto the table. That looked Bosh. Yeah. Smooth as anything as well. Um, and Pat, 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 Pat's reaction made shit. it all the better. <laughs> what on earth was that? <laughs> After him, um, so after being isolated for a long period of time, uh, the Usos just working over Ray. Uh, Ray manages to dodge a splash in the corner, kick J- Jimmy off the apron, dodges another splash, and then hot tags Dominic, who then dives on both Usos. Um, he hits like that triangle tornado DDT thing he does. Yeah. Um, Usos ended up double teaming him with like a pop up uh, assisted Simone drop. Um, Dominic dodges a double super kick. Ray hits a seated sent on on Jay on the outside. Um, 
Jimmy hits a Uso splash. Dominic gets his knees up, rolls up Jimmy, and Jimmy gets his shoulder up, but the ref doesn't see it. Really the ref's on the other Oops. side, didn't he? The Mysterios retain, and Pat is incensed. <laughs> Pat is livid that the referees... He's like, <laughs> he's sold, he's sold like that the referees are meant to be the best in, in like any sport in WWE. It was fucking brilliant. It's like, yeah. what kind of Bush League nonsense was yeah, this? This isn't the NBA. <laughs> one, one point later in the night, he went, this isn't UEFA. Um, <laughs> wow. Brilliant. Pat was so angry about this. Um, <laughs> he used to always argue with the ref and the Mysterios kind of just like blag it. Uh, Roman watching is absolutely furious as well. And he tells, demands Heyman bring the Uso to him now. Um, back from the break, Jimmy tells Roman they got cheated and Roman just berates. The, he, well, he keeps berating Jimmy and uh, saying that like they lost to a child and they embarrassed mm -hmm. the family. And then he starts talking about how he took this, this was this such was, a little thing, yeah. but it was awesome. Yeah. Where he says, I, you know, you went from being in WrestleMania, first time in seven WrestleManias, you were on the card. <laughs> this year, you were in the main event. Now, look what you've done, Jimmy. And Jay goes, Oh, who's Sam? I'm Jay. And Roman goes, What difference does it make? Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I love that the whole which going from which one of you again line yeah yeah has finally come full circle so I was thinking they've got to do something with this they've got to do something with this that was absolutely so good brilliant yeah. like I I lost my shit for that that was next level um, <laughs> we then see Kayla asking um, Rollins about Cesaro uh, he says he doesn't know anyone of the fans not the fans or hair an explanation um, she then asks what happens when Cesaro returns and he just takes his microphone off and laughs and just throws it at her. It's a bit um, odd. It was, it was weird as well because he went to pass her it and then she was just looking at it and I just mm. watched her at it. <laughs> like, what are you doing? You dickhead? <laughs> um, and then he just sat there laughing awkwardly. It was a bit weird. Um, we then see uh, Gable backstage offering his services to the Street Profits, um, basically saying that he can he can like help them improve and look what he's done for Otis and they just look at him and go, nah, you're all right. Hard no. And walk Hard away. Hard no. <laughs> um, and Gable looks, uh, looks furious with this. He looks really upset. Mm. He's about to cry. Um, <laughs> we then see the Usos bursting into Sonya and Pierce's office. They say, Pierce is like, well, well, you know, the ref's decision's final and Sonya's like, yeah, but this is like an exceptional situation because we've, We've seen multiple replays, so Pierce is like, "All right, we'll re we'll review the footage and make a decision tonight." Um, we then get Carmella versus Liv Morgan for wow. reasons. Liv Morgan <sighs> cannot catch a break, can she? No, her entrance music is good though. I forgot about that. It is. I feel so sorry. This is like when Lana came out. Yeah, so she cuts a promo saying she's going to give Carmella a makeover and. First of all, Cole goes, oh, yeah, Liv Morgan on her own again. Come on, man. Don't be fucking saying that. Um, Liv is a lot more aggressive than usual. She throws Carmella into the barricade, slams her head into the apron, 
Pat McAfee lives had a really bad week this week and she's taken it out on Carmel. I was like, come on, man. <laughs> oh, man. Just stop bringing it up. Um, <laughs> and then Carmela pretty much just hits the code of sound out of nowhere and live taps out. Um, uh, this is a glorified squash, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a only really shitty way, really shitty way to treat Liv Morgan after being in a faction, them sacking off Sarah Logan, then thinking, okay, we're going to get a tag team, we're going to get Ruby Riot and Liv, and then they do nothing with that. Then they have them off TV for a while, and then we have Liv potentially coming back in a really interesting storyline with Lana and Rusev and all that. And then they bin that off because no one got behind it. They then reunite the Riot Squad as a tag team and do nothing with them. And then this week they sack Ruby Riot and then they put Liv in this and they squash her. Jesus. I... So apparently Miriam was meant to debut and attack Carmella a couple of weeks ago. Really? I was like, it was weird. Like the way they, after the match, he kind of like lingered there a little bit too long. Like she like, gets, so it was meant to happen. Yeah, she gets Greg Hamilton to um, announce oh, her as a woman yeah. in WWE, and then she kind of just stands in the ring celebrating. And it ling- like it lingered on that shot for too long. I was like, is me gonna, is me mm. showing up here? Me showing? No, not more disappointed. Um, it's sad, isn't it? Uh, Mysterio's mm. goes to leave the building. Pierce and Sonya call to him and tell them. They have to face the Usos again later. Um, what was weird about this was the Mysterios had their ring gear on under their normal clothes. Yeah, I know. So, so they just chucked a pair of shorts and a t-shirt on. Yeah, like why? Why don't? <laughs> why why would you not be getting fully changed out yeah, of why them if you, you're leaving? You you wrestled like at this point an hour ago. Why wouldn't you get a fucking shower? Skets. Scumbugs. Um, it's gonna go and sit and stink up a rental car because you couldn't be asked to shower. Yeah, <laughs> nonsense. Um, so yeah, we we get Bianca Belair out next. Uh, she talks about overcoming adversity and bullying, being bullied, um, and she's never had anyone laugh in her face and disrespect her like Bailey has. She challenges Bailey to a match at Hell in a Cell, um, and then Bailey comes on. Bailey went like full like. Saturday morning cartoon villain here. <laughs> like, she, so she starts laughing and it just fills the arena and then she comes on the screen and she's she's in a room with pictures of hair all over the wall, like literally walking <laughs> the wall. Every single wall, every single um, gap. <laughs> and she's, she says she's live via satellite and she's reflecting on like her successes and that she's going to beat, beat Bianca fairly at uh, Hell in a Cell. Um, and she starts cackling and like takes over the Thunderdome. Which is she the fiend now? Yeah, <laughs> um, that's it. <laughs> and yeah, Bianca looks, just looks freaked out by all like the Bailey faces on the Thunderdome. Thousands of Bailey faces. <laughs> I'm I'm surprised it's took them this long to do stuff more stuff like that with the Thunderdome. They've done a few bits and pieces. They have, but they've not like done it as much as they have in recent weeks. Yeah, you'd think they would be utilized or would have done. They've had what? Like, they've only really done now. it with like the Fiend and Alexa, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. But they could, I mean, they don't, because not necessarily spooky stuff, is it? It's just like, just I like mean, they, could, they did it with that, the the one at Backlash between the zombies. Liz, yeah, they had like the, the 
buildings and stuff like that. Like, yeah, you could make it a prequel. You could do something different, but that chance has gone now. Well, at least for a few weeks while they go on the road. Yeah. See what happens with that. Eh? Yeah. <laughs> um, we then see another fury, another street profits backstage bit, and as they're, like kind of talking, Otis like walks across the shot, um. And then he's like pacing back and forth. They ask him if he's all right. And uh, he, he says, oh, yeah, you were disrespectful to my friend, Chad Gable. He was trying to help you. And then they said, actually, he was he was disres- um, disrespectful to them. And that they say that Gable using him and he's, he's had no success since uh, he joined Gable. And Otis beats them both up on his own. So what One bombs forward and then throws Dawkins into a box. Um and then we get some Nakamura versus Corman action because we've not seen that enough recently. Um, but we at least get to see Boogs. We had Boogs dressed as slutty Mario. <laughs> with his little cut-off red overalls. Stupid sexy Boogs. Stupid sexy Boogs. Um, <laughs> on, it gets better every week on the entrance, doesn't it? Yeah. He was literally stood on the announce table headbanging. <laughs> and the the shot they had of it it was like incredible uh, Boogs I like the Boogs are getting a lot more like my time as well with this now like he had like yeah. a full intro from Nakamura this time um, these the, two are such a natural pair as well it's just so mm. good um, like it, it gives me it kind of gives me like shades of like when he used to come out with that fellow with the violin yeah yeah, uh, yeah. in NXT and then uh, Nita Strauss did like that entrance with yeah. him as well he, yeah um, but obviously they can't sign needs to Strauss every week just to do that. <laughs> <laughs> they're, um, try, they're trying to make the, the, the profits look high, mate, then no. <laughs> um, so match itself wasn't really much. The back and forth, Nakamura got over in a hiccup. Yeah, and Corbin stacks him up and rolls him up, grabs the tights, wins. Um, he tries to leave with the crown and <laughs> boom, <laughs> crawled out from under the ring and grabbed his ankle like a little dog. <laughs> And then Nakamura snuck up like he was Yano and just fucking booted <laughs> Corbin in the head and like took the crown back and him and Boogs like saunter off into the night. <laughs> um, we then go to Kevin Owens heading to the ring. Um, as as he like turns a corner, Commander Aziz just comes out of nowhere and boots his head off. Absolutely murders him with a um, with like one of those like production boxes, just swings it into him. <laughs> Yeah. And as he's about to hit the Nigerian nail, all like the officials like drag him away, and Kevin Owens just like holding his ribs at ringside, um, and then it literally this goes like straight into KO versus Apollo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Owens really sold the ribs well in this, I thought. Um, yeah, he did. Really, really he came well. holding them. He kept like dropping down to one knee. He, even little things, because obviously Apollo was like going after, actually going after them um, throughout the match. And even little things like Owens like hitting the ropes, it like be too much like pain for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, he does a bit where he hits a scent on, and his ribs like bother him, and then he goes for a pop of power bomb, and his ribs give way. Um, Apollo hits a series of bellies to bellies and a German suplex after hitting an angle slam on the floor, and KO then hits one of his own, but can't can't capitalize again. Fights out the superplex. Goes for a swan time. Apollo gets the knees up and again hurts the ribs. Uh, Apollo misses. <coughs> a 
problem misses a frog splash. KO throws him into the corner and hits a superplex and a pop-up powerbomb and then goes up for a frog splash of his own. Apollo pulls him off, hits a Death Valley driver on the apron to pick up the win. Um, yeah, it was a pretty fun match. Um, yeah. Good chemistry, you see. It, yeah, it protected KO enough that mm. losing this match didn't really derail any momentum he had. Yeah, yeah. And it uh, kept like kept the option of further down the line to get a rematch mm-hmm. between the two. Um, after the match, Sami Zayn comes out and Haluva kicks Kevin Owens and starts screaming at him. It's karma. So, um, I didn't just kick you. Karma kicked you, Kevin. And then he stomped <laughs> on him. And all I want is Sami versus Kevin in Hell in a Cell, please. In Hell in a Cell. In Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is, like, they they were talking about how much on commentary. Oh yeah, these guys will be feuding forever. Mm. Like, it makes sense to put it in Hell in a Cell. It's like the natural yeah. progression. Yeah, that's where you end a feud. Although, yeah, they'll be feuding forever. But it's, we, that's we, why you we talk put a full stop on it, isn't it? Yeah, we talk about like WWE and like not having any long term storytelling. But the fact that they they've gone the, gone to the well with this feud so much, mm. they can kind of like. They, they can kind of like refer, refer to those matches and go, well, they, this is mm-hmm. where we need to go. Yeah. Um, even like when we were talking about WrestleMania, we were saying they, they should have like a stipulation on this really because we've seen the singles match that much and mm. not that ever bad, but you know, like still freshen it up a bit, freshen it up a bit, yeah. give it a, give it a new lick of paint. That's it. So to speak. Um, we then get the third street profits of it promo of the night for some reason why um, and they basically challenge alpha academy to a match i i didn't really see the point in this at all like mm, yeah they they could have achieved what they got from this in the two segments they did earlier they, they didn't need a third street profits vignette but here we are <laughs> um we then gets go to the main event, which was Usos versus Mysterios two ref fucker Boogaloo. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Donut takes it to Jay, and then Jay hits a pop up neck breaker and dives on him. Um, Dom and Jay take each other down, end up tagging in Jimmy and Ray, who do the exact same thing. Um, and then Ray hits this, manages to hit the slide, slide and splash. Um, good little story beat where he'd obviously look to see where Jay was when he hit this yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then clever. Jay, like, Jay tries to attack, like, blindside them. Ray moves out the way and Jay gets took out by running into the ring post. Um, back in the ring, Ray hits a 619 on Jimmy, tags on Dominic. As Dominic's about to hit the frog splash, Rome comes from nowhere and super pit man punches Dominic. Did not see that coming. No. And uh, he spears Ray. And he's just screaming at Jimmy saying, you're about to lose to a child again. You're about to embarrass the family again. Um, and he's, as he's like destroying the Mysterios at ringside, he's screaming at Jimmy while he does it the whole time. Super. Um, beat, beats the shit out of both of them, throws Ray into the steps, throws Dominic into the barricade, hits both Mysterios repeatedly with the steps. Brings Dominic in the ring, guillotines him in front of Jimmy while he's staring a hole through him. <laughs> Jimmy's like screaming at Roman that it's enough and he's going too far. Um, and ends up walking away. Uh, 
Jay goes to leave with Jimmy and Roman doesn't let him and then just like stares a hole through Jay, then stares a hole through Jimmy. Mm. Dominic can start beating the shit out of him even more. <laughs> uh, punching him into the mat and then the show closes with him just picking him up and powerbombing him. It looked like he wasn't done. Um, <laughs> Some this, say this he's was, still beating him up now. Yeah, this was the most dangerous Roman's look in a little while, I thought. Oh, yeah, um, absolutely. Where he's like, he, he was like the crime boss. He was like, okay, mm. well, my goons couldn't do it, so um, have to do it I'm going to have to get my hands dirty my myself. Hands dirty. What I liked earlier when they had that, that segment afterwards, after they'd lost the first match, I mean, Roman's always very calm, very collected, doesn't raise his voice. There was one instant mm. where he raised his voice and it was almost like he did it and then he realised, no. Yeah. And he went like, no more calm again. Yeah. So, so good. Such yeah. a good character. That, he, the, thing was, the thing was as well with this, uh, with like throughout this show, like at the start when he was talking about like accepting that they were going to go after the tag titles, he kind of like, there was a moment where he kind of like went, <sighs> Yeah, yeah. And just like sighed and it was like, oh man, like this is this is good. This is good. <laughs> hey, throughout throughout the show tonight, like we we talk about it every week, like the self-contained stories they do within Roman's like sort of story narrative. Mm. It it's brilliant every week. Yeah. Uh, and this was no exception. It's, I'm I'm intrigued that we might end up getting like Roman versus the Mysterios out of this as well. Two on one. Either two on one or just Roman like killing Ray or Roman killing Dominic. No, he, he takes him out into his own because he was like, I want those championships. Like, give me those championships when you win them. He's just going to do it. He's going to win the tag team championship single-handedly. And oh, Roman's my. going to be the tag team and universal and, champion. And, and he's and not going to let Jimmy or Jay have them. He's going to defend them on his side. I, I was going to say he'll hand them to the Usos when they acknowledge him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I... Oh, boy. This this is oh hot there's, there's a lot of, like, different, like, ways they can go with this. It's interesting. Mm. Um, I still think it's going to end up with Jimmy versus Roman at Hell in a Cell. But yeah, it has to. The fact, the fact that they've kind of, like, intertwined the Mysterios into this, obviously, because mm. they're tag champions and the Usos want the tag titles back. Yeah, does make it very intriguing, um, but yeah, that was SmackDown. Um, an improvement on last week, I think. An improvement on last, on last week, but still a very weird episode. Um, still not hitting the highs that it usually does for me. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, what were your highs and lows? Look at that! I handed you that segue on a plate. <laughs> um, oh God, what was my low? Let me have a look. Um, I'm going to say uh, Liv and Carmella. Yeah, same. Liv deserves better than that. Carmella can get in the bin. It's nonsense. <laughs> um, my high, anything and everything that involves Roman Reigns. Yeah, no, I'm I'm exactly the same as you for both. <laughs> um, Roman, as always, the absolute star of SmackDown. Yeah. The shining light in the... In the the dark and murky depths of the WWE. The real MVP. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Eight months eight months held on Savius Porter. At <laughs> the table. Um <laughs> but yeah, that was a a weird week of Raw and SmackDown shenanigans. Um indeed. 
I'm hoping it starts to turn around. I'm hope I'm I'm, I'm hoping that when fans are back, we get a marked improvement because mm. they can't get away with like some of the shit they have been pulling. Oh, mate, fans will shit on it. Yeah. They pulled out like the same stuff they have done like this week on Raw in front of a live crowd. Yeah. Yeah. No. People will be fucking walking People out. Be walking out, they will. Yeah. They will. I would. I yeah. certainly would. <laughs> but yeah, um, that was Raw and SmackDown. Anyway, guys, uh, let us know what you thought on the old Discord and Twitter at Untitled Rest Pod and Facebook at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Did you like Raw? Did you hate SmackDown? Or vice versa? I've hated Raw. I hate Raw so much with every fiber of my being. <laughs> I want to like it. I really want it to do well, but you know, it's it's just it's just at that point right now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, thanks for joining us as always, guys, and we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. You must love this podcast house in the Untitled Wrestling Podcast House.